2: Today on NFL Fantasy Live, they say fortune favors the bold. But are you bold enough to start Johnny Menzel this weekend? See which QBs our experts say you need to bench in favor of Johnny Football. And we'll unleash our top starts at every position. Find out which players we say you can trust when it matters most. That would be now the playoffs. Plus, if you want the edge over your friends or enemies or frenemies, you won't want to miss our top sleepers for week 15 NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose. Live, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. Matt Money-Smith here, the fantasy maverick, Adam Rank right there. Remember, you can always tweet the show at NFL Fantasy. It's one word. Kick it off with, uh, I don't know if you would say a bang, but uh, people excited about Johnny Manziel. You look at that uh, broadcast map and you see the percentage of the United States that's going to be getting that game as the national broadcast. And yeah, it's bigger than anything else. So his first start this weekend versus the Bengals. Just straight out the gates. Nut-cutting time here, Ray. Which quarterbacks are you benching to play Johnny Manziel versus the Bengals?
3: I would bench Colin Kaepernick. Okay, there's one. In that game, Red Dalton, I'd bench him.
2: Andy Dalton. So you would do... Even, oh, yeah. even though he's coming off that big performance really? against the no, Steelers. No, no. You look
3: at his history against yeah. the uh, Cleveland against the Cleveland Browns, it's been pretty bad. It has. He's been had bad. 100 passing yards in back-to-back games against them. They always seem to find a way to take A.J. Green out of that game, too. So I would easily go with Johnny Football over that one. And really, if you look at the show over the last week, Monday I was staunch like I would never do such a thing. What and now? It's Friday now. It's, it's reality. Like, it's starting to seem like a better uh, idea Ryan more Tannehill and more. Ryan
2: Tannehill versus the Patriots. Tannehill's out for Okay, Tannehill's out. Uh Josh McCown or Derek Anderson because of the Cam newton injury yeah people looking for somebody johnny football johnny football. football again all right so cam newton's out for you johnny football philip rivers who oh, has struggled no. as of late and philip rivers on your fantasy live team you're in the final four going up against and fans have, this weekend
3: i have johnny football
2: you on do? my bench oh, and boy, i've got i got go. how about this
3: i have family coming in from vegas who will probably talk me into making a bad decision and starting johnny football so okay there we, we go. can just cut to so the now chase we're, now
2: we're doing it over philip rivers how about mark sanchez
3: now, you're you're, you're
2: too I know, close we're to my getting heart personal now. here.
3: Now, this, this is a little bit too much. Mark Sanchez is my starter.
2: Okay, question. and finally Jay Cutler, who seemingly has a pension to make mistakes. Uh Yeah, but he still has huge, nationally televised yeah, games on Monday night. He still
3: has huge fantasy games.
2: Okay. So, so you go with him. Jay so you color. Go with
3: your color. All right, so there we go. So okay, but right
2: in the we'll middle We'll have uh, we'll have more on Johnny Manziel and some other bold playoff moves later. But for now, we toss it over to Marcus Grant.
1: Thank you, Money. I am here, as always, getting you caught up with all the news and notes from around the national. Football League. We will start in Atlanta where Falcons wide receiver Julio Jones missed practice again on Friday and is listed as questionable for Sunday's game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jones is dealing with a hip injury. He suffered Monday night against the Green Bay Packers. He hasn't practiced all week, so if you want to play it safe, I suggest you go out and get Harry Douglas off of the waiver wire. Douglas is owned in fewer than 5% of leagues and has previously played very well whenever either Jones or Roddy White has been absent. Some good news in Green Bay now. Packers running back Eddie Lacy is listed as probable for the game against the Bills on Sunday. Lacy suffered a hip injury against the Falcons on Monday night. He's been limited in practice all week. So if you haven't already handcuffed Lacy to James Starks, I would suggest you do so immediately, like, like right now. But doesn't matter who starts for the Pack at running back. Expect they're going to have a very tough matchup against what's been a very good Bills run defense all season long. Chargers running back Ryan Matthews missed practice again on Friday. Hasn't practiced all week. Matthews left the game in the third quarter last Sunday against the New England Patriots and didn't return. If Matthews can't go this week, either Donald Brown, rookie Brandon Oliver will be in there to start. They would likely split carries. However, be aware the Broncos have a very good run defense, so it might be worth looking somewhere else if you're looking for running back help in this situation. Meanwhile, speaking with the media on Thursday, Cincinnati Bengals running back Giovanni Bernard confirmed that rookie Jeremy Hill will start Sunday against the Browns. These two backs have been splitting carries since Bernard came back from a hip injury three weeks ago, but Hill has been the better back, averaging almost a yard more per carry. If you're a Gio Bernard owner who didn't handcuff him to Hill earlier in the season, look, it's not going to happen at this point. I would certainly be worried about Bernard's potential this week. You're going to have to look somewhere else if you want a starting running back. Be sure to set your DVRs for our late airing of NFL Fantasy Live for all the latest injury news and updates for your roster. Check us out 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, right here on NFL Network. For more now, we'll throw it back to Money and Adam.
2: That was a good marathon news segment, man. There <laughs> well we done. go. Out to St. Louis, the Edward Jones Dome. An NFC West showdown between two of the best defenses, and that will be a theme in the land. Rams getting things rolling third and 11. How about Sean Hill? Benny Cunningham picks up 19 yards down to the 37-yard line. That's enough. Uh,
3: is it, are these our offensive highlights? Yes. 19-yard gain.
2: 19-yard gain, yard gain and uh, that would set up Greg oh. line for a field goal. Rams look to attack on more. Trey Mason handoff. Yeah, so Uh-oh. there's that minus two. Larry Foot recovers at the 27-yard line. The Cards would cash in on a third and four. Kerwin Williams takes the draw for
3: 11 yards. He picked up a first down.
2: Leads to a field goal of their own. Game tied at three. Arizona keeps it going, and here is your big play. Uh-oh. And by big play, we mean the only big play of the game. That a was A 49-yard gain for Michael Floyd down to the 36. You know what the Cards yeah. would do? Get another field goal. Field goal. goal? Looking yeah. for more. Stanton. This is ugly. Sacked Uh-oh. by the rookie out of Ooh. Pittsburgh having a heck of a year, Aaron Donald. Dan leaves the game with a knee injury, replaced by Ryan Lindley. More on that in a moment. So a couple field goals later, Rams down 12-3. Stedman Ooh. Bailey, 38-yard gain. We told you ya, oh, 49 yards was the biggest play of the game. Ah, there Leads is. to another field goal. Uh, Bailey, actually not bad, 74 yards. So that is uh, probably your peak performer outside of the defense. Rams, one last shot, final play. Hill, airs one out. Patrick Peterson Ooh. gets the easy pick.
3: Nice two-point bounce right Absolutely. there. Absolutely.
2: Cardinals win 12-6. To zero touchdowns. If you started, rookie Chandler Catanzaro. That's you how are you pronounce it. Feeling pretty good.
3: Feeling good. Outside of that,
2: Cardinals defense so with 13 fantasy points. So, the Cardinals D had a nice night. Two sacks, interception, fumble recovery, Only six points allowed, 13 fantasy points. The big question now, Adam Rank, will you play them next weekend versus the Seahawks, or will you look to stream a better matchup?
3: It's going to be kind of tough because, you know, the Seahawks are a pretty good matchup for them, but I would actually play their defense. I wouldn't worry too much about it because they go out there and they get after the quarterback. Now, Russell Wilson does the best job of pretty much any quarterback in the league of avoiding pressure, of extending plays, of never seeming to take sacks. But this defense has just been playing way too well. And we talked about it a little bit on Thursday's show that despite all the injuries that they have, this team has had so many injuries, both offensively and defensively, and they still are going out there and putting up huge performances. And if you listen to Bruce Arians after... The, the game and it's during his press conference obviously this team has a chip on its shoulder It's taking that as a sense of pride so I really expect a great performance out of them next week going up against the champs they could go ahead and lock up the division with the win I think we're going to see a great performance from
2: them Yeah, I'm with you uh that front like you said despite all the injuries and attrition uh, how about nine out of ten opponents being held to less than 20 points they get to the quarterback they intercept the ball they have a good return game so no question do not worry about it. Keep starting the Cardinals' defense. Let's get to the running backs for Arizona: Curran Williams, Stephon Taylor. Both decent numbers on the ground. Williams, 75 yards. Taylor, 61 yards. Would you start either? That was a lot better. Seattle? It that was a lot l- better than, a lot than lot we better thought. Than I thought it was it going to be. Certainly was.
3: Still wouldn't start them against Seattle. Still figure they're going to have to run the ball a lot. But as you saw last night, what you saw from Trey Mason is that even when you go up against a tough defense, it's just so frustrating to watch your running back run into those stacked fronts. And even if Stanton is limited, they're going to have to find other ways to get people the ball, and I just can't expect them to go out there and hand the ball off to these guys and expect any sort of – this would be a high-water mark. If they got eight points next week, I'd be doing
2: backflips. With the uh, injury to Dre Ellington, any – I don't know if this – that's a dumb question. Any uh, value, Kerwin Williams' keeper? For a keeper league? It's – I assume – You You know, why not? You just don't know how that's going to play out once Uh, Andre Ellington gets healthy. I mean, certainly it looks like that's going to have to be a backfield by committee in Arizona because of the diminutive stature of Andre Ellington.
3: Right, and you know, and the cool thing about uh, listening to it on the radio is, is, uh, Mike Mayock is talking about and talking about how much this guy has really improved from the practice squad. Been on a practice squad of a number of different teams and have gone, has been able to establish himself. Pretty good option because that was a good defense he's running against last night.
2: Certainly the um, Cardinals offense considerably different uh, after the season-ending injury to Carson Palmer. Uh, They do have good pass catchers, though. Larry Fitzgerald hauled in seven (laughs) catches. Unfortunately, it was only 30 yards. Uh, Michael Floyd had the two receptions for 55 (laughs) yards. One of them was the 49-yard reception. So. What about next week? Uh, Again,
3: you don't want to play either one of these guys because the Seahawks always have a way of stopping those big receivers. It's a short diminutive guys that always seem to give them problems. So I would look for somebody like John Brown to go out there and have the best chance to put up fantasy points against that team. And you saw it last time when you actually called that game, if I'm not mistaken. They, Drew Stanton was taking his shots
2: towards John
3: Brown. And, you know, if they could have connected on a couple of those, that's really what you're banking on at this point is that you get a couple of one of those uh, home run balls or something like that. That's really all you can hope for from them passing.
2: And if you're wondering what the quarterback situation is in Arizona after you saw Drew Stanton, there hobbling off uh, the field week to week, Uh, knee sprain week to week. So good news uh, coming out of that MRI. Nothing apparently too damaging. We still don't have all the details, but that's the way it's being described. So moving forward, uh, that will be the guy it looks like that uh, has a potential to be throwing the balls to Larry Fitzgerald and Michael Floyd. But again, you're talking zero touchdowns for Floyd, or I should say for uh, Larry Fitzgerald in five straight. And I believe Michael Floyd has been shut out of the end zone seven of eight. So we're going to see, I,
3: I expect to see a similar type game with a lot of field goals. A lot of field position being, you know, going back and forth like that. I don't expect to see a lot of points.
2: Catanzaro, that's who you start, the uh, (laughs) kicker. All right, other side of the ball, Trey Mason. Trey Mason as well. Not Mason, but Mason. (laughs) Uh, 13 carries, 33 yards, lost a fumble. And we knew this was going to be tough. We just assumed he would get the touches, and that might produce some points. 1.3, bad, bad deal. How about next week versus the Giants?
3: Yeah, next week against the Giants, if you're able to survive, because a lot of us started him, I'm just speaking for myself right here, and I had him in a flex spot, and I'm looking at that 1.3, because he did have the fumble, Brutal. and I'm like, you know what, if I'm able to survive in advance, I would play him next week against the Giants, he should get some more opportunities. They were trying to find creative ways to get to the wall, as you see that play right there, but... You know what? That Cardinals front four was just playing so well; they were sniffing everything out. There really wasn't much room to really go out and do anything. And even though last week we saw the uh, Jamal Charles do pretty well, and we didn't want to compare him to the Jamal Charles, but it did show that somebody. Well, it did show that people can go out. You know, sometimes you got to play good players against a tough matchup. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't.
2: And you know, there was a moment actually in that game where Sean Hill had him in the flat, and it could have led to a big gain, and just overthrew Trey (laughs) Mason. So, and that's what Jamal Charles was doing for Kansas City. That was so. Effective. All right. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live. Don't let this week's tough fantasy dilemmas make you pull your hair out. Hey. For you, Adam. We got answers to all the questions fans are asking most about coming up. And two and a half fantasy points in two weeks. Not going to cut it, Jimmy Graham. Up next, our experts debate if Jimmy's ready to bust out of his slump and deliver this weekend. Time now for player comparisons presented by SAP as we welcome you back to NFL Fantasy Live Money here with Adam Rank and Marcus Grand. Gentlemen, we will get interactive by answering some of the tough roster questions that we were asked of us online at NFL Fantasy. That's our Twitter feed. So we go rapid fire from here. We put a minute on the clock and we just bang, 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 bang. Put it on the clock. Put it up. Put it up. Put it up. Here we go. Ben Roethlisberger. Versus the Falcons or Matt Ryan versus the Steelers. It's the same game. You see what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going, going to big ben. Ben. Oh, Okay. okay.
3: Look at that. We're in constant. Yeah.
2: You know what I'm going? Right. Both, but you didn't ask me. <laughs> Fred Jackson versus the Packers. Jeremy Hill versus the Browns. Ooh.
1: I'm going Jay Hill here. He's been a lot more productive back there.
3: Yeah, he's been a much better back. Go with Jeremy Hill.
2: Really? I mean, yeah, I, I need discord. I need strike. I'm sorry, okay. Steven sorry. Jackson versus the Steelers. LeGarrette Blunt versus the Dolphins.
3: I'm going LeGarrette Blunt. How dare you? LeGarrette Blount. God, God, come on, these are so this easy. is
2: terrible. This is easy. Put this list together. Jordan Matthews versus the Cowboys or DeAndre Hopkins versus the Colts. Here we go. Nuke. Going
3: Nuke, DeAndre Hopkins. I will go with the other guy. I already forgot who it was. I will not go with
2: DeAndre Hopkins. (laughs) Jordan Matthews versus the Cowboys. All right, here's a good one. How about Kenny Stills versus the Bears or A.J. Green versus the Browns? Oh, my God,
1: I'm going
3: A.J. Green. I would go A.J. Green. I understand because Kenny Stills, it's still a Saints receiver. You can't completely trust those
2: guys. Didn't you guys see what Cole Beasley did to the Bears? We're going to put away. I heard the bell. We're doing one more. Steve (laughs) Smith versus the Jawars. Or Julian Edelman versus the Dolphins. Julian Ooh. Edelman?
1: I got to go. Julian, no, Julian Edelman. Edelman. I go Julian too Edelman. much agree.
2: It was a pick too far. A pick too far. Yeah, there should have been disagreement here. All right, <laughs> fantasy fans, if you got a question of your own, check out the player comparison tool with insights from SAP. Maybe their robots will disagree with one another and make me happy. It's exclusive only to NFL.com fantasy users. Researches recent performances, matchups to help you decide whom to start and sit, Put it into practice today by visiting NFL.com/slash. Fantasy. Next topic. Top 10 tight end starts on NFL.com. This might be the first time we have ever had a non-Jimmy Graham ranking in the number one spot in like two years. Well-deserved. Yeah. Gronkowski's certainly been doing some serious damage. Uh, they host Miami. cats. They can and wrap you know, up. with cats. Yeah, they always can uh, wrap up the AFC East with a victory, so you suspect they'll do well. We are going to talk specifically, though, Jimmy Graham here. Look at these last two games. You see the targets, 11 of them. You see the receptions, three of them. And that's not because Drew Brees was off the mark. It's because Jimmy Graham was dropping a whole lot of balls, just 25 yards and 2.5 fantasy points. So is this the elixir, the panacea, if you will, this Bears defense that has been brutal all season?
1: I think it is. I think this is the week we see him get back. And and last week was encouraging, at least because the ball was thrown his way a lot more. I mean, two weeks ago he had zero targets, and that was when the alarm bells went off. But the ball's going his way again. So, I think against the Bears, you see him bounce back. I feel a lot more confident putting him in my lineup. Yeah, we're making baby
3: steps here. We went from zero targets to 11 targets. Now we'll just work in the receptions. Although, when we were looking at the rankings right there, I actually have Martellus Bennett ranked ahead of Jimmy Graham this week. I think he's the guy. If you had to pick one guy to play in that Monday night game at the tight end position, I would actually start – martellus bennett over jimmy graham
2: it is inexplicable as we watch the uh the b-roll here as they like to call it in the industry i mean that ball to inside money <laughs> to inside those balls are hitting him in the hands i mean they are right on the mark they are right in stride i mean this is a touchdown pass perhaps that he dropped and there are some rumors that maybe he's got a shoulder issue that he's dealing with some injuries everybody's dealing with injuries right now right. jimmy graham has dealt with injuries and performed at a high level you just kind of I don't know, you figure out what it is that's ailing him, certainly he's going to be that wide open against the Bears, and you just hope he grabs those passes, right? Very true. Absolutely.
3: I agree with all that.
2: Good talk, guys. What he said goes double for me. (laughs) (laughs) NFL Fantasy Live, if you're stuck on home to start this weekend, Adam Rank has you covered. That's you. Uh, His list of likes and dislikes. We'll show you the likes. Wow, that's that's some heresy right there. (laughs) Which of these wideouts is worth a spot in your lineup? We go team by team next to tell you our favorite receiver starts of week 15.
3: One on one, it's caught. Megatron
0: is back. He's gonna go all the way. Touchdown, Jordy Nelson. DT with a spectacular catch. Touchdown, Denver. Caught the ball,
2: broke away into 30. Throw it up again. Touchdown, Pittsburgh. And the
3: crowd loving every minute of it.
2: Here you get a look at our aggregate rankings of the top wide receivers here in the postseason of your fantasy league. Antonio Brown on the top, Calvin Johnson number two, Jordy Nelson five. What's wrong with our experts, Jordy Nelson? Five. I had,
3: a, I had ODB at number one.
2: Yeah, hey, the, the consistency from ODB is almost unrivaled these days. Here's your uh, rank 11 through 20 as we welcome you back to NFL Fantasy Live. Presented by Bose, Matt Money-Smith here, Marcus Grant, Adam Rank over on that side of our fancy coffee table presented by Bose. Let's talk about wide receiver starts that we really like this weekend. And by really, I mean really, really like really. this weekend. How about Marcus? <laughs> well, we're going to start with the ODB. We we'll talked about how great this
1: guy has been since he stepped on the field. We had to wait a few weeks for him to finally get into it, but since then he has made up for lost time. I mean, you look at what they have in that Giants offense, it's been inconsistent, but certainly Eli Manning has found a weapon. You like the ways they get him the football, not just as a receiver, but you see him there taking the pitch, being able to go around the end, and he's been so good. Obviously, these spectacular catches have been a big part of it, like when you kind of do that stuff like that, but even when he gets his hands on the football, what he does after the catch is just as amazing. I look for him to go over 100 yards yet again this week.
2: And a great matchup. You saw it there uh, right at the bottom of the screen, fourth most fantasy points per game to wide receivers the last four weeks, the Washington Redskins, which will be the Giants opponent. Adam, uh, you're going with a rookie. I'm going to go with Mike like Evans. Yeah, Marcus was. went with a rookie. <laughs> with a rookie.
3: You know, and coming into the season, Evans was the rookie that I liked the most to step up because what he did at Texas a and as much as we talk about Johnny football, one of the big reasons that made him go was because Evans is such a great receiver. And Josh McCown finally figured this out at some point this season. He realized, you know what, I can just throw the ball up there, and this guy is so big and so strong, he will go up and get it. Plus, he runs past uh, defenders, them too. Uh, he runs past those guys as well, so he does a lot of great things on the field. So now he's become one of those consistent options. Great matchup this week, ton of targets.
2: Yeah, and you know, don't let the the game against the uh, Saints fool you. Whatever happened between the Panthers and Saints is certainly an anomaly based on what we had seen all season long from that brutal secondary of the Carolina Panthers. So I would not use that as a guide whatsoever Not when it comes to any hesitation all. over Mike Evans. Uh, I'm going to go with Josh Gordon. You talked about Johnny Manziel and how he liked that tall receiver you did, Adam, uh, out there at Texas A&M. And Josh Gordon, look, he we, we said it regularly. We said it when he came back from his suspension. It didn't matter who the quarterback was. Josh Gordon is so talented. He is such a touch cover that regardless of it being Jason Campbell or Brian Hoyer or now Johnny Manziel, everybody has success because of those short passes and what Gordon can make out of them. So even though Johnny Manziel is going to get the business from Marvin Lewis and that defense, and understand this, when Nick Saban and that Alabama defense tried to go a little wacky and exotic and threw everything they could at him, Johnny Manziel absolutely torched Alabama, both in Tuscaloosa and at College Station. Those were the best games of his college career against the best defense that he faced in the SEC. So I am not wary at all of Johnny Manziel versus Cincinnati, which means I am not upset at all about starting Josh Gordon. So now that we have the starts we like, let's get to the wide receiver question marks. Uh, Cam Newton is out this week. Derek Anderson and his size 17 feet get the start for the Panthers. (laughs) So how about Calvin Benjamin with Anderson under center, Adam?
3: I I like Kellen Benjamin this week. I know we've talked about it before. He is – well, he's somebody who's been a little bit inconsistent here and there, but I do like him this week because I figure Anderson is going to look for him repeatedly. When you get a quarterback who doesn't have a lot of – not necessarily experience, but who hasn't played a lot this season, his number one option to go out there is to say, okay, where's number 13 lining up? I'm throwing the ball to him. I'm going to let him go out and do the majority of the work for me. And so I expect that to continue. It happened earlier this season. These two teams played, and incidentally, Anderson did start against Tampa Bay earlier this year, and he went to Benjamin a ton, so I expect more of the same
1: this week. The one thing that concerns me about Kelvin Benjamin is his inconsistency. Even last week, we saw him get a touchdown early, and you thought, all right, this is the start of something really big, and it just didn't materialize. So you do hope that at least when they get down toward the goal line, I'll take a couple alley oops from Kelvin Benjamin. You're bummed out on a guy for scoring you a touchdown? No, no, I know. I just thought more was coming. Week. Right, exactly. Also,
2: the problem is he has a lot of drops. I mean, he has a That's... ton of targets, but more than uh, more than any other rookie wide receiver, this guy drops a, a whole lot of footballs that head his way. AJ Green is a must-start, just plain and simple, every single week. Last three games, you look here versus the Browns, and specifically Joe Hayden, who typically shadows him on both sides of the field wherever he lines up in the slot on the outside. Thirty targets. Averages 10 per game, that's great. 12 receptions, not so great. 81 yards, even less great. And fantasy <laughs> points per game, 2.7. Oh, boy. So are you worried about starting A.J. Green versus the Browns this week, Marcus? I
1: am a little bit worried Will about Will you it? bench him? Uh, unless I have some spectacular options, Let's say you have Calvin not. Benjamin. I would not bench him for Kelvin Benjamin because I think his ceiling is a lot higher. I think even his floor is a lot higher than what you can get from Benjamin. But Joe Hayden's done a fantastic job against A.J. Green. In fact, the times he's had even a modicum of success have been because he's been able to just hit one big pass. He's become essentially a home run hitter. He's almost a Kenny Stills type, if you will, when it comes to facing Joe Hayden. The intermediate routes, the short routes just have not been there. So it makes me very, very nervous. But because he's A.J. Green, because he's such a big part of the Bengals passing game, I hesitate to put him on my bench.
3: I know, but you say that like, I hesitate and all that stuff. And last week we talked about some big-name guys who didn't come through, didn't produce. If you have somebody who historically is not playing well against a certain opponent and his quarterback is Andy Dalton, I look at that, and I'm like, you know what? I feel yep. comfortable leaving him on the bench.
2: Must game, must win game for Andy Dalton. As tight as the AFC North <laughs> is, I'm with you. It makes me absolutely <laughs> <It's so> nervous, <laughs> no question. All right, well, if uh, Keenan Allen found himself on Revis Island last week, uh, just two receptions for three yards, he's going to have to deal with, what would it be, a To lead. Archipelago? Does that work? (laughs) uh, Yeah, it's not good. Uh, Last two games versus the Broncos. And you know what? Unlike Andy Dalton, when the stakes are at their highest, Phillip Rivers tends to perform, specifically against the Broncos. And here are your numbers 18 targets, 11 receptions, even better. 102 yards, even better. 14.1 fantasy points per game. So, how about starting Keenan Allen, the Cal Bear, against the Broncos in San Diego?
3: I'd absolutely start Keenan Allen this week. And you look at the matchup, too. Quarterbacks have had a lot of success against the Denver Broncos this season. Part of it is because they get into these shootouts. But also, lately, quarterbacks have just had their way with the Broncos secondary. And so... I look at Philip Rivers and it is a must win for them too and they need to come out and have a pretty good performance so I expect them to go out and have a 10 plus. I expect Peyton Manning to go out there like he went without a touchdown last week which means five are coming this week which means it's <laughs> probably going to work a, that way. You know, it's going to be a little bit of a shootout so I expect Rivers to have to put the ball into the air a ton and Allen to be the beneficiary.
1: What I do like about Keenan Allen is that he sees a lot of targets even when he hasn't put up big fantasy numbers the ball is coming his way a lot. What I would love to see is him to really do more after the catch because he's not a deep threat he's not the deep threat that I think a lot of people wanted him to be this year. If he can break a few tackles, if he can pick up some yards after the catch and either get in the end zone, that really boosts his value. You have such high expectations I know. know, This guy is going touchdown Peyton
2: Manning does not do well in the cold and this week he's got to play in San Diego which means a lot of turnovers which means uh, (laughs)
3: It's raining.
2: Wait, what? Uh, Is it not raining? It is raining.
3: It's raining.
2: You want to make it to the fantasy championship, you can't afford to have your running back. Put up a dud. So up next, we'll break down the running backs we trust the most when it's win or go home. Fueled to come on NFL Fantasy Live. You may think your lineup is ready for the playoffs, but does it have the Adam Rank stamp of approval? Find out when he reveals his top likes and dislikes for Week 15. And which quarterback can you trust with your fantasy season on the line? Our list of top QB starts is sure to show you the way. And if you want sleepers, we've got plenty. See which under-the-radar players we say shine the brightest this weekend. NFL Fantasy Live rolls on expert rankings. That's what you got here. The average when it comes to our big brains over at NFL.com. Living on ah.
1: Bell at one, huh? how yeah. that happen?
2: Yeah, shocking, right? 200-plus yeah. yards from scrimmage in back-to-back-to-back weeks and going up against, well, a pretty below-average defense in Atlanta on the turf georgia dome jamal charles of course against the raiders there mark ingram i think maybe i'd put him a little bit higher maybe i got him all the way up there to number 11 in our expert rankings and you see jeremy hill down there at number 19 he'll get the start at cleveland so as we welcome you back to nfl fantasy live the official fantasy football show of the nfl matt money smith here with marcus grant just the two of us remember you can always send us your fantasy questions year-round at nfl fantasy so marcus let's get into it running backs that we believe you can trust perhaps you're wavering but we say all good two thumbs up two thumbs, two up. thumbs up there we go in the lineup we'll start in detroit as they take on the Vikings with Joyke Bell.
1: Joyce Bell's been fantastic yeah. the last few weeks. I mean, last week, it was pretty good last week to have a running back named Bell, whether it was Le'Veon or Joyke. Both those guys put up some solid production. Did you I see that him. the over 80 yards from scrimmage per game in his last three games against the Vikings. He's been just as good in his last couple of games overall as well. Minnesota's run defense has been shaky, and you look at what Detroit has done on the ground. We know they are a pass-happy team. They're going to put the ball up a lot, but when it comes to actually running the football, Joyke Bell's been the most consistent guy. We've seen Reggie Bush in and out of the lineup with injuries. We've seen Theo Riddick be a thing for a couple of weeks. But through that all... Joyke Bell's been the guy who's getting it done, whether as a runner or a receiver. Maybe he can get another fluke touchdown, too, with a ball batted in the air. I'm okay with that. It's but, not bad. But either way, they all Joyke count. Bell's been
2: pretty good. Yeah, it, it seems like folks that, that play fantasy, and, and I don't want to use the Well, yeah, I'm going to use the apparel. They, they want the polo. They want the lacoste. <laughs> and Joyke <laughs> Bell's kind of been stuck being La Tigre or Penguin or something along those lines. But, hey, it eventually comes around, the La Tigre Everything and the Penguin. Everything goes in cycles. They become cool. Exactly. Joyke <laughs> Bell, like you said, you want consistency in the playoffs. You, you're shooting for that high ceiling. Yes. But you got to be careful that floor is not too low. Juke Bell seems like a 8 plus point right. lock. And I think every he's a guy
1: he's, he's not an RB1, he's maybe a low end yeah. RB2 or a flex guy. I'll take a out on that.
2: All right, uh, we move on to one of my favorites, Mark Ingram. Mm-hmm. And it's not only because Mark Ingram and the Saints have become reliant on one another. Mark Hingor, because he needs a contract after the season. (laughs) But the Saints also, because when they have a power running game going, they tend to perform a lot better, Marcus.
1: No, they absolutely do. And, and, you know, he came out of the gate like gangbusters. He slowed down. He had the injury that kind of slowed him down a little bit. And I know – The last couple weeks, last week especially, makes a lot of people nervous. But we want to talk about a guy who can bounce back, and this is the time of the year where running the ball effectively helps you win actual football games. So this is a week maybe they lean on Mark Ingram. Well,
2: and I'll I'll give you a a great formula. How about just Horrible, terrible, putrid run defense of the Chicago Bears and Mark Ingram having the second most attempts in the league. Not just the last two weeks, the last seven weeks. That is a great formula for a big bonus at your running back two or even flex position. So let's flip the script now. Talk about some running back question marks heading into week 15, and we start with Gio Bernard. He has already acknowledged he won't be the starter. It'll be Jeremy Hill versus the Browns. Do you start him?
1: I do not. I'm really worried about Gio Bernard. It makes me sad because we thought so much of him coming into the season, but you see that the one touchdown in the last five games he's been in. Jeremy Hill, just by the eye test, has been the better running back. He's running hard. He's catching the ball out of the backfield, and he's getting into the end zone. Now, I've seen the last couple of weeks the the touches being spread about evenly between the two of them, but just because Hill has been the better guy, and now that he's starting, I, it makes me a little nervous about Gio Bernard in my lineup.
2: And by the way, uh, the Browns defense against the run, two touchdowns Very allowed good. in the last seven games. Very so good. a bad combination as well. All right, let's get to LeGarrette Blunt. We talked about this a little bit earlier in the week. He got the touches, just couldn't quite get the production against the San Diego Chargers. And we love when running backs get the touches.
1: Absolutely. I mean, that's the first key to having some success in fantasy is just getting that opportunity. And for all of the things Bill Belichick does in terms of moving guys around, Blunt has been the most consistent in terms of getting the football in his hands. And, look, the Dolphins, I know on paper they look like they've been a good run defense, and they have for most of the season. But the last few weeks, giving up a lot of yards, 220 rush yards per game. So, there's some vulnerability there to be had.
2: Yeah, and like we said, touches. He's got 44 the last three weeks. So, that is a great number if you are looking at an RB2 or a flex spot. To Indianapolis, they play the Texans this week, an AFC Sound showdown. How about Dan Heron?
1: Dan Heron is the guy. I mean, everybody who who lines up at running back in Indianapolis, seems to surpass Trent Richardson. Dan Heron is just the latest one on the list. A little bit nervous maybe about him this week because the Texans' run defense has been a little bit tougher than most. But at this point, he's the guy who's going to get the touches. It goes back to what we said with the Garrett Blunt. Heron is going to get the touches. So if you're really needing some help at the flex spot, maybe he's the guy you look
2: at. Yeah, and I guess when, like you said, it's Andrew Luck and all the attention that has to go uh, to that pass game allows things to open up for that running back. So uh, as we go from Dan Heron to New York now and Rashad Jennings, do the comments of Tom Coughlin put you at ease saying that he intentionally held Rashad back and he's going to cut him loose this week against the Skins?
1: Yeah, it does. I mean, we saw Jennings uh, be active last week, but it was Andre Williams that did most of the work. But we know when Rashad Jennings is right, he is the workhorse in that backfield. And he's done a very good job of it, most most speaking this year. The one thing that does worry me for all the dysfunction in Washington and extends beyond Capitol Hill, but the Washington run defense has, generally speaking, been pretty good this year, so I'd be a little bit nervous about that. But, again, I mean, uh, with all these other guys, volume is the key.
2: And and no doubt, uh, considering there's typically a dearth of uh, action at the running back position this late in the season because of attrition, so you're starting Rashad Jennings. All right, for more, let's throw it over to Adam Rank.
3: Thanks, Money. Every week, I give the thumbs up or thumbs down to a variety of topics like the series finale of Sons of Anarchy, even though our producer hated it, the NCAA committee getting the playoffs right, and no sting on WWE television. And through it all, I find some time to give out some actual fantasy football advice. I don't know if you heard. Johnny Manziel will make his first start of his NFL career this week. And many of you have wondered if you should start Johnny Football over your own quarterback. Well, if you have Tony Romo... I would go with the Cowboys' signal caller. The matchup against the Eagles is pretty good as they have given up a ton of fantasy points to quarterbacks this season, and Romo himself has been pretty good with at least 20 fantasy points scored in three of his last four games. He's especially been good on the road with no picks in his last four roadies. Romo did struggle at home against the Eagles on Thanksgiving, but they had just played a big game against the Giants and were given three days to prepare. He will be much better this time around, so go ahead and start Romo. One of the biggest injuries to hit fantasy football recently was the loss of Bears wide receiver Brandon Marshall. The next guy up for Chicago will be tight end Martellus Bennett. The rangy tight end has been the most targeted pass catcher for the Bears over the past two weeks. And I expect quarterback Jay Cutler to continue to look for him. The matchup at home against the Saints on Monday night is pretty good. The Saints have had their troubles covering the tight end in recent weeks, so expect a heavy workload for Bennett. Now let's move on to the running back position. And if you're not sure if you want to pull the trigger on Johnny football but still want in on that Cleveland fun, well, start Isaiah Crowell. He wasn't great last week, but he's now completely healthy and ready to go against the Bengals, who have given up a lot of yards to running backs this year. I expect kind of a conservative game plan for Johnny, so that could mean lots of opportunities for the Crow, so get him in your lineup. And finally, I would avoid Colin Kaepernick this week. He has posted significantly worse numbers against the Seahawks than he has against any other team. His passer rating is more than 45 points lower when facing the Seahawks than when he has faced other teams. I bet he plays the Seahawks like eight times a year or something like that. Don't, don't go with Actually, you know what? This is where you can go with Johnny Football. Play him over Colin Kaepernick. That'll be a lot of fun. All right, let's take a look now at some more of my likes and dislikes of the week. We've been talking about Matt Ryan a lot. Of course, you got to play him. That's a great opportunity for him. Keenan Allen, not worried about him. Dwayne Allen is actually going to be the guy to go to. He just had to shake off a little bit of that football rust. He'll be raring and ready to go against Houston this week. Andy Dalton has posted 100 passing yards in back-to-back games against the Browns. I am going to avoid him altogether. I would avoid Frank Gore for obvious reasons. I had to find a receiver I didn't like so I just went with PR guards. Billy, do you want to start any one of those Washington wide receivers? My real friend, Jason Witten, he's right there. So uh, avoid him. Avoid him too. All that good stuff. You can find more of this on nfl.com/like dislike, but Johnny Football might be starting in Cleveland, but should he start for your fantasy team? And will Mark Sanchez conquer the Cowboys in Philly? We tackle all of Week 15's biggest quarterback questions coming up next.
2: Sunday on NFL Game Day Morning. Ryan Fitzpatrick and DeAndre Hopkins sound off on why J.J. Watt should be named MVP. NFL Game Day Morning, Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern, live on NFL Network. Get a look here at our expert rankings. This is the average. Week 15, it's the playoffs. We like Andrew Luck, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Peyton Manning in our top four. Is that a surprise? No. No. What might be a surprise it's Josh McCown at number 18. That's Shavon at number 20 there with his 8.26. Fantasy points as we welcome you back to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose. Money here with Marcus and Adam. Big story this week, of course, gentlemen, Johnny Manziel, uh, getting the start for his first opportunity in Cleveland, coming out the tunnel, taking that first snap. Before we dive into how we think he's going to do, let's get a look at how some of the other mobile QBs, running QBs, if you will, fared. In their first couple NFL starts, I do want to point out, you see the difference in Russell Wilson. Not the same as Cam Newton, Robert Griffin, Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick came out of the pistol, Griffin and Newton out of a spread. Russell Wilson ran pro-style at Wisconsin and West Coast while he was at NC State. So he's someone that runs when he has to as opposed to because he wants to. And that's why Johnny Manziel would fit more toward those other three As opposed to Russell Wilson, even though very uh, deft passer. So, what are our expectations for Johnny Football? versus the Bengals, and let's say you have Colin Kaepernick and he's going up against the uh, Seahawks. Do you trust starting Johnny Football instead? I would start Mandel over Kaepernick. Without a doubt, I'd start him over Kaepernick. I'd probably start him over Derek Anderson because I just don't trust Anderson at this point. If you had Cam,
1: yeah. I do think that Mandel has the opportunity for a nice week simply because there isn't a lot of him on tape just yet. There isn't uh, that full knowledge of his strengths and his weaknesses, but... If I have somebody else, I don't know that I can trust my playoff life to Mandel. If we're talking a daily league, maybe I play him there, but just in a regular playoff situation, I'm too nervous to How make about
2: that. How about Phil move. Rivers? You, you have wanna... Phil Rivers on your team. Phil... Are you starting him, or would you start Manziel? Right Right
1: now, well, you
3: know what? We're going through our evaluation process right now. I still have Philip Rivers slugged in as my starter, but I might need a little bit of a uh, boost, a little push there because you know it didn't work out so well for me the other night. So
2: <laughs> he is uh, a legendary Phil Jackson term. Would always he would always point out that uh, these teams they like to muck up the game. They they like to muck it up, and that's what Johnny Manziel does. He manages to muck up your defense and get those rushing yards and. Get your rushing touchdown. And next thing you know, you got 17 points from your quarterback, maybe even though he threw two interceptions. All right. Matt Ryan finished strong in Green Bay on Monday night. Four touchdowns in the second half. But do we trust him coming anywhere close to that this week versus the Steelers? I would say absolutely.
3: You would say absolutely, but, but this is the Atlanta Falcons. This is a Mike Smith-led team, and we've seen this all too often, is these guys, you start to chase the points because you saw how great he was at the end of the in the second half against yep. the uh, Green Bay Packers, and you think to yourself, well, i got to start him. How could you not? He put up all these points, but realize that was a blowout. That was kind of a different kind of game. If you remember, if you watched any part of that first half, you saw a quarterback who just... Wasn't playing very well, and I'm scared. You're scared Again, of him? Again, i you scared. I mean, and
2: I think of what t- Andy Dalton did <laughs> to the Steelers last week, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll the dice on Matt I'm Ryan. T- I'm taking
1: the chance on yeah. Matt Ryan because the Steelers secondary has been questionable. I would feel a lot better if we know about Julio Jones. I know he's expected to be yeah. a game-time decision. That maybe changes the equation a little, but with what's Pittsburgh's done defensively? I'll take the shot. Well, and you but talked this, is, about, this is it. This is when they yeah. rise
2: up. And you talked <laughs> about the shootout against the Packers. Look, I mean, Big Ben, Antonio Brown, Martavis Bryant, that team has, I mean, even though Le'Veon Bell is getting those 200-plus yards from scrimmage in back-to-back-to-back games, this is still an air-it-out offense for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, it just inside the Georgia Dome, it has the feeling like we might end up getting a shootout. Fine. Give me that face. Disagree with me. I'm <laughs> on no, to the next I one. i just saying it'll be. Rivers. <laughs> Ten fantasy points last week versus the Patriots. Historically, as well versus the Broncos. So do we trust having him in a lineup this week?
3: Well, I just touched on it a moment ago about having him and having that dilemma between him and Johnny football. And the one thing I fear from the Denver Broncos is that they've really started to run the ball an awful lot and really shorten up the games. And you could get into a situation where the Chargers and Broncos are really just trying to keep the ball away from each other. I think back to that Thursday night game last year. When the, when the Chargers went into Denver and won and they really shortened the game and the Chargers have been running the ball an awful lot this season that they could just really just say, you know what?
1: We're going to go to Ryan Matthews and just run the ball. I feel like this is one of those games, though, because the Chargers are a little bit beat up in the backfield that maybe they do put, up, put it up in the air a little bit more. And I just have this sneaky feeling that somehow Phillip Rivers Throws a couple of picks, but he still gets you some decent numbers. Has a couple of touchdowns in there. Maybe he still finds a way to get you 17, 18.
2: Points. It is, uh, you mentioned, they, they they won that Thursday Nighter with Ryan Matthews running the heck out of the ball. But as you said, just it hasn't been the case this season. You know, they cannot run the ball effectively, even though that's what Mike McCoy wants to do. One of the more interesting matchups is Mark Sanchez uh, as a quarterback start. The Eagles slowed down last week considerably versus the Seahawks. But remember, Thanksgiving Day, we all saw it. We were sucking back that stuffing, those yams, those delicious cranberries from the can that are shaped like a can. And this is what Mark Sanchez did for us while we were snacking on all those delicious treats. (laughs) 21.48 points. Do we trust Mark Sanchez <laughs> going up against the Cowboys with the division on the line? Are you looking at me? Like, I'm looking I'm at mean... both of you I wanna I, I yes. like yes, because I don't want to take this. I like Mark Sanchez. I want nothing to do with this. Because it's
1: the Cowboys with the division on the line. How many times have we seen this in the last few seasons? They fold like a chair at a church picnic when this <laughs> situation comes to, 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 to fruition.
2: I think Sandy. He, just, on he, may,
1: not, he may not get you the 21 points, but I think he can get you close to it. I think he'll be close to what we saw on Thanksgiving.
3: The difference between this game and the one on Thanksgiving is the Cowboys were coming off a huge game against the Giants with just three days to prepare. Rod Marinelli really needs some time, especially with the lack of depth that he has on the defense, to really find ways to devise to slow down this offense. So this is going to be a little bit closer than that previous game, and I'm not sure that Sanchez is going to get close to that 20 points. I think 15 yeah. to 17 points I'm, is more
2: likely. Uh... I'm, I'm Agent Mulder in this. I want to believe. I, I, I so well, want to believe in Sanchez. There's no bigger <laughs> fan of Sanchez yeah, than me. I do. I want to believe, but, man, does it scare me? I mean, Tony Romo, again, uh, divisions on the line, Mark Sanchez. <laughs> it's Mark Sanchez. <laughs> it's uh, ridiculous. What does that Can even run? mean? It means it, <laughs> it means good. nothing. It's mid something like me saying, I'm just a guy asking questions. That's all of this. <laughs> if you want some of our top QB matchups for the week. Be sure to visit NFL.com slash now to download the app for free. That content exclusive to NFL Now viewers and could get you further in the playoffs. And we'll try to be more definitive, I guess, with our decision making on NFL Now. If your lineup's looking a little lackluster, how about rolling the dice on a fantasy sleeper? Up next, we reveal our list of Sunday gems we expect to break out in Week 15. With NFL Now, never miss another game highlight ever. Subscribe today and you'll get instant game highlights on all your devices. Download the NFL Now app today. Learn more at NFL.com slash now. It's time for Sunday Gems presented by... Every Every kiss kiss begins begins with Kay. Kay Jewelers, welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Hey, look, when it's just a trio, it gets a little uh, (laughs) nasty. If you're in need of some sleepers for this very important playoff weekend in fantasy, you've come to the right place. Marcus, get us started.
1: Well, this is a a situation, if you have Cam, Cam Newton and he's not playing this week, you have Colin Kaepernick, try Josh McCown. He played against the Panthers to start the season, had a pretty decent game there. Plus, that Carolina secondary has been a mess this year. They've only gotten one pick in their last four games, so they're not forcing turnovers. They're giving up a ton of yards to both quarterbacks and receivers. Look, if you have a quarterback that's struggling, you're streaming at this point. Josh McCown's a matchup-based play
2: for you. All right, from a pass thrower to a pass catcher, Adam Ring.
1: Going down to
3: Duval County to talk a little bit about Marquis Lee. I like the chemistry he's starting to have with Blake Mortals. He's two Look like they're going to have a pretty good connection going on in the future. And I like this matchup against the Ravens, too. Even though they lost Haloti Nata last week and were able to play very well, I expect a letdown this week. And the Jags are going to go up there to Baltimore and take advantage
1: Marquise Lee. I'm starting him in our experts league. Too. You
2: say Marquise. Marcus says Yeah, you know,
1: Our Marquises has to stick together. You know how that works. With <laughs> no Brandon Marshall, you expect a lot more attention being paid to Alshon Jeffrey and to Martellus Bennett. Here's an opportunity for Marcus Wilson to slide in there, see a whole lot of targets and maybe pick up some fantasy points for
2: you in the process. Alright, I'll go to the running back position because uh, I am starting each one of these gentlemen in different leagues. OC Punk Rock League, Chris Ivory in our fantasy live experts league Chris Johnson why well the Jets run the ball a lot you see that second in the NFL the Titans allow a lot second most in the NFL it is a perfect matchup for the postseason Wow, that's that just
1: because you're that? playing me, right? You're, you're trying to throw this in my face. No,
2: I'm putting you? that out no. there for the people, you know. <laughs> for the people. Because, uh, exactly. You want one more? Right. Quick one? Kamar Aiken. If, you're Kamar not, Aiken. if, you, if you don't okay. want
3: to go with a Jags player, but you want to play against them, he's the guy to go with. All Especially right. if Torrey Smith is unable to go. Kamar good luck
2: go. in all of your playoffs. Remember, we'll Unless see you, you Sunday me. morning for the pregame version of NFL Fantasy Live. It starts at 1130 Eastern on NFL Now. And the NFL Red Zone channel will have all the latest injury news and fantasy analysis leading up to kickoff.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want,